Welcome to Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Good evening. How are you? Uh, I'm great. You, Thanks for asking. You were a ball of fire about five minutes ago. I was not. <laughs> I was my normal self. <laughs> right? I was fine. Okay. Uh, I was seeing if you wanted to go back in the ditch that I metaphorically said. <laughs> Yeah, that you didn't want me to go down. <laughs> I just wanted yeah. to bait you a little bit. I'm good. All right, you didn't take the bait. We have Todd. Hi, you Todd. You love starting stuff. Oh, I got to poke the bear once in a while. I got to have something to talk on this podcast. We got everyone with stories of things, and I'm just the guy with nothing. Big zilch. Nothing, man. That's right. I'm I'm nothing, man. Todd, how are you? Big I'm doing great. Shoot him in the leg. Perfect. Uh, and we have Gearman Steve. Gearman, how you been? Hey guys, how y'all doing? Um, I'm gonna just G M S. Remember that was the was like a DMX thing. Bring that back, but it just flowed so well. Continue. What was that? The the G M S G S Grand Slam. Yeah, you're not going to be doing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. No one else here knows this except you know a a quick text that Steve sent me. You're going to be fishing less this year. Did you? I heard something that in your text that you got screwed for your uh, time off. Not screwed. I I got a promotion at work that's going to screw me with time off. Okay. <laughs> so there's a benefit, but here's the detriment. I might as well sell my equipment because yeah. chances of me going fishing are pretty low. <laughs> like you didn't have the option to be like, no. Well, you know, so obviously with promotion comes a little bit more income that my wife, I think, is already spending. So how am I going to say no? You know, I, <laughs> just tell her that I didn't get it. I lost out yeah. because I said no. Yeah. You, have, you have three daughters, right, Steve? Yeah, three. Yep, three. Uh, yeah. I mean, weddings, I colleges. Have, I just yeah, have one, and I yeah can't even fathom three. But <laughs> yeah, I'd have to guide six hundred and eighty days a year. <laughs> yeah, you're pulling doubles every day. <laughs> Out and there like, chipping ice in January. December. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, but you know, I could save some money. Get rid of the house. Just uh, yeah, who needs who needs a house, right? House. <laughs> Live in the boat, you know. <laughs> that, that's a great place to shower with your wash down yeah. kit. Just jump in the water. Yeah. <laughs> We're ready to go. So this, this, I'm hoping this isn't like the, the the garage sale podcast for you because we're going to be talking about you know a lot of neat things that you did this this spring or winter spring. Why yeah. take the promotion? Why just? I mean, you could just sell all your stuff and put all the kids through college. Your well, that's true. Seat. I guess I didn't think of that. It's it's tough to part with the gear. They're like an extension God. of my kids. You know, they put it on the table and you took it immediately, like a <laughs> mark. <laughs> I'll even start for less if I can do it now. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, "How's a seventeen percent raise?" I was fifteen. Done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure if you're going to take my offer or not. <laughs> uh, That's fun. All right. Well, congratulations, Steve. 
thank you. So, you so know, now, now, what does that put you're you? You're no longer fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to be responsible now. It's a real job. <laughs> yeah. Be, all gear, all B, gear time now. BMS, boring man, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> or uh, RMS, rich yeah. man, Steve. It might. It might. About that. It might. Uh, it might like escalate your obsession with with stuff. Like if if you're t- if it's taken away from you, absence um, makes the heart grow fonder. I think it will. Yeah, like you're, you're you talking can... about gear man here. Yeah. Well, yeah, here's the funny like, thing. Buy everything. <laughs> the reason I have so much crap is because I just don't fish much. So we've talked about the virtual fishing. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. What's going to occur is I'm going to fish maybe once a year. Something's going to go happen in that one time, and I thought, man, if I'd had this custom rod with these twelve baits, I'd have caught fish. Man, even so it, it gives me even, a whole other year to think about and spend on more crap. <laughs> then when I go out the next year and nothing works, I have to think of something other that I have to acquire because that's the reason I didn't catch fish because it can't be me, of course. Well, based so off your example, you're still going to have me beat. So, <laughs> yeah, I would look at that as retirement, Steve, buying all that stuff, like. Yeah, you know, 401k is what it is. This, but I got a lot of stuff here. I can really. <laughs> yeah, I can just yeah, liquidate the, it. As I can necessary. have a big sale here, and uh, oh yeah, get, get it all depreciates though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think your your stuff's pretty unique. Uh, and and like with with the fly fishing, I think people would love those rods up. I think you would get top top value for things like that if you find the right person. It's just finding the thing. Somebody, somebody who, yeah, another gear man. People are people are really getting into that fly fishing. I mean, I was just talking to someone today that, I mean, I took them out a couple of years ago. They got their first muskie ever with me, and now they called and was asking, talking to me about it a little bit. And I was like, I'm just fly fishing for them now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. You've gone from <laughs> yeah, you've gone from completely green to the other. Like, yeah. never even saw one. Oh my gosh, this is great! I just fly fish for them. Yeah, that escalated okay. quickly, huh? Good luck <laughs> to you. Yeah, I'm telling you, I've said this before, though. It is the funnest way to catch them. Out of all the ways I've caught them mm. on the fly, is just I don't know. To me, it's the best. No, it isn't. Mm. I mean, I just. I, I guess I haven't told you this, but I, I've started I mean, like I a, a next elite. Three against one. I, I have the next <laughs> level of elitism in muskie fishing, okay? No one else has done it, and that's all I'm going to do this year is I, I'm straight noodling for them. Noodle. <laughs> I'm going to get really good yeah. at holding my breath, and I'm just going to go down, and it's going to be bare hand yeah. battling them. That's, right into the right into the teeth and lungs and drag them up. Huh? Hey, if you're, you you got to be tough, right? This ain't for yeah. sissies like you softies over there. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Can we hear, hear that goes? <laughs> oh, you're going to just, the, the scars will prove it. I mean, that's, that's all this is. I don't need replicas. Look at my forearm. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like off the campaign with that big metal slide where he had that huge scar. If anyone's seen that movie, Will Ferrell. What was it? <laughs> the campaign. Oh, oh my God! I didn't see that one. Oh my gosh! The, the, okay, I'm not even gonna try to describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna. We're not I, gonna I'll, I'll try to find it for you, and I'll send you a clip. Could you noodle for a musty? 
I don't know. I just had to do <laughs> something like getting close to him. You're gonna catch him barehanded. You know, could you hold your hand down there with a bait fish and get him? Oh my god! A long time will go by between <laughs> actual <laughs> attempts. And now you got to lead him like rocketing at 25 miles an hour. You got to like I mean, punch him like a shark. <laughs> your hand would be shredded, no doubt. Yeah, like, in, absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay, chain mouth. I'm going to wear chain mouth so it helps me stay underwater. They don't they don't do the noodlers don't do it. Yeah. You know. You, you won't be you'd be uh shunned you by the purists if you have chain mouth on. What kind of noodler are you? I'm one yeah. that has yeah. iron strapped to me. You know how much harder it is to swim with an iron suit? You would have to have here, here you would have to have in envision this a ring with seven strand wire off of it with a hook that's put into the tail of a bait fish that's very, very close to your hand and sit there with it. And, and you better pick a good hole because you'll be there a long time. <laughs> I'd feel like an alligator snapping turtle with that little worm tongue just waiting. Little worm tongue. <laughs> Noodling. Huh. What's that? That reminds me of, uh, what's that like uh, type of fishing, Todd, that people do down in Cave Run that's like really, it's terrible for the fish. Is they call it jug fishing? Jugging, yeah, yeah. long lining, or whatever that is, like limb lining, where they they have like a hook yeah. off a limb yeah. and it just sits there, and the, when the limb yeah. jiggles, they just like yeah. put a put a bluegill on a hook and tie it to a tree, and yeah, you're back and catch them. Jug fishing, or yeah, yeah. You want to do that? I mean, obviously, no. It just <laughs> reminds me of like. <laughs> That's that style is set up, but just like off of your middle finger. Yeah. And then you might be off with your middle finger as well. But <laughs> am I the only one that's creeped out about like actually like snorkeling in fresh water or holding your breath and swimming? There's something about that that freaks me out as compared to like ocean. Even though there's things in the ocean that can eat you. Oh man. You can swallow. I love yeah. scuba dive some of those lakes, like Chautauqua or Lake Erie. No, there's like I have no interest in that because of this the freaky oh. nature of it. I guess maybe it's the lack of visibility. You'd be more what's af- gonna get you. You'd be more <laughs> afraid of a school of walleye than. Yeah. I wouldn't say uh, no. It's not necessarily like a white shark. Yeah. No, I mean I've I've you know snorkeled <laughs> in the Bahamas and in, in Florida and, and stuff like that. The walleyes are gonna nibble your worm. <laughs> That's a very funny one. Uh, <laughs> there's a large school of crappy and I can't see them. <laughs> well, no, I mean like, okay, what about a big giant snapping turtle? Like, okay. Like if you're going through the, okay. Would you guys rather we swim always... through a big giant bed of kelp or go through a big bed of milfoil coontail up in Chautauqua? What would milfoil. you rather hold your I breath mean, and, and go through it? Milfoil. Really? 110%. With oh all the God. leeches yeah, and other kelp, crap, I mean, kelp is is ju- acts just as weeds. I mean, that, that's where sharks are and stuff like that. Absolute eels and all that crap. Oh, hey, milfoil. It it brings up like that. You, you go through hypotheticals. I think like Andy and I talked about this one time when Andy was uh, obliterated drunk. Um, 
Yeah. And we were like, how many, how many like eight year olds would it take to kill you? <laughs> like if you had a, if you had a class at kindergartners, how big of the class, if they all attacked like, you at once, <laughs> that's a, what I'm imagining. Andy scuba diving in Erie. How many walleye would it take to just rip right through you? <laughs> Of one million. I, I, I like. I, I think you guys are missing the point. It's it's the fact of the unknown, which is which is creepy. Not like. Well, there is. It, it is known. The only thing that's unknown is if there's a snapping turtle there or not. You know what it is, though. You right, but you can't see it. Creatures they haven't even identified yet. Yeah, but you that's can't true. even see it. Like that's that's like, at the, the the anticipation of not seeing it. Whereas when you're in whatever thirty foot and you're snorkeling, you can see. You know. Like in the ocean, like in the you know the Caribbean and stuff, you can see like, oh, okay, this is bad. I'm just not going to go this way. Yeah, but what what lake are you talking about? Because if you go to like Ocean City, Maryland, you're not seeing one inch. I mean, there could be shark under your feet right at the surface. Well, I'm talking about like clean water. All my examples were were clean water. Like, well, then Lake Erie's clear. You can see thirty feet down. So you'd see that snapping turtle walleye coming. I, but I use the Chautauqua, the Chautauqua one, algae bloom Chautauqua. Go go through the weed beds that kill people every year as they get tangled in it. Get tangled in it. The ones that overheat <laughs> engines and people are stranded in their boats. They're stuck in the middle of the lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I almost want to go back to that eight-year-old question because that was kind of funny. Okay. All right. <laughs> Since, since obviously no one is is seeing what I'm trying to see, let's go, Steve. How many how many kittens will it take before you think you could succumb to the cuteness? Well, listen, I'm allergic to cats, so it won't be many. <laughs> okay, so we've established that Steve is weak. Yeah, pretty much. All right, where where That's were we going? Got... That was the how you know how many uh, how many fish would it take to kill you, like? If a hundred muskies came and attacked you, do you think you could send them off? Uh, no way. There's absolutely no way. They would take me very quickly. I, I feel like I'd be like a whale in this. All these sharks are just hammering on me. <laughs> they would definitely shred you. Yeah. They, they would. A yeah, hundred of them? I don't even think I could fend off five because when you're you know engaging one, you got four others that are just biting you. That's a lot of bites. Hey, you got a boga? Oh, instant death! Huge. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is like I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna start spinning really fast, and I'll heat the water up to eighty, and then they're just gonna <laughs> die. Yeah. <laughs> it's eighty. They're out. <laughs> you get a boga in summer, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. There's there's just a lot of it. Uh, if you don't studies. have a boga, just just gill them and hold them straight up. They're dead instantly. Uh, just hit them by the eyes. The eye hole. That, that, it's like WWF stuff here. <laughs> it's got them in the so, double I, eye socket. That's classic. Tom, did you, you used to hold fish like that, right? Oh yeah. And Pretty I did that with I did with, with pike. Yeah, it just it, 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 what we were told. It just paralyzes them a little bit. <laughs> Mm. It offers permanent paralysis of their <laughs> eyes. <laughs> yeah. Then you can go get them the next they're day. Not, they're not they're not on top of the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, look, you want to double your catch rate? They, Just they have no idea where they're at. 
we never we never did that unless we only did it the ones we were keeping. Yeah. What, Some what people was... did. They're like the way to grab them. You just grab them by the eyes and paralyze, and then then you can let them go. It's like, I mean, I was like six years old or eight years old, and I was like, you were calling BS right, at man. that point. <laughs> yeah, I'm like it doesn't sound right. <laughs> I pick them up by their eyes. They don't look so good. <laughs> I would like to know the rationale of how that actually caught traction. Like, <laughs> hey, this is a good place to hold them right on this well, soft organ. The, you know, the gill plate doesn't get you. The gills don't get you. The eyes don't get you. I mean, the, uh, <laughs> the teeth, you know, you got them by the eye sockets. Uh, but why did that only catch on with like pike and musky? Like I'd never seen anyone like catch like prized smallmouth and they're holding them by the eyes well, or, or like salmon. But you but know? even still, I mean, it's yeah. like it was only, only oh, these. The... Yeah, I didn't see people hold walleye by the eyes and they have the same. Uh... They got a bigger target. Yeah, the same hazards. <clears throat> yeah, that's interesting. Um like how, how they say with bass too, when you get them under the lip, that paralyzes them. When you when you lip them, when you lip them, I, pinch it I don't think it. I don't think it really does. I mean, I've had I've like grabbed bass like that, and they shake, they shake like hell. And then yeah. your thumb gets ripped up. Well, yeah, or like the bait could go into you or whatever. We're all crazy. Hey, what's the plugs, Andy? Fat Easy Musky <laughs> Products. Fat Easy Musky dot com. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, the website, it's up and running. Things are going great there. Um, I've recently updated all the rod holders. So I'll give a, I'll give the, 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 the lowdown on this. Um, I keep an inventory of Downey's Salties. Um, I try to have enough on hand to obviously fill orders. Well, about a week and a half ago, I said, hey, I'm going to need... A whole bunch more. The next day, I get an email back. It's going to be uh, three to four weeks. And I'm like, well, I'm sitting okay now. How long can I run this out? Well, a week and a half later, they're about gone. And I thought I had enough to last me. I don't. So the website's been updated. There is a... Um, little thing, an important announcement on the top of all of this. So anyone out there who's looking to get rod holders, um, I have some left right now, not many. If you need them with down East, if I don't have down East, they're going to be back ordered until I get my down East. So there it is. Um, your order will be shipped as they have been received. Um, when I do finally get the email, from Steve at Down East, I'm going to probably double or triple the order. It's going to put him in a tailspin, but I'm going to see if I can pull yeah. it off. Um, <laughs> just because I, I don't like doing this, but I, I like most people have, I think, at least in the last six months, seen shortages of material goods Everything. And, Everything. and these delays and stuff. And I don't know if this is a knee jerk from other vendors. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. This, huh. is, this is the boat I'm in. So that's where I'm at. I probably have a half a dozen down east left. That's that's what I got. But if you're like, I already have them, I don't need them. Well, that's fantastic because I can ship your stuff, at least with the inventory I have. 
we have more material in process to make more rod holders. So I don't expect a, a big hiccup there on our end, but, um, that's where we're at with the, um, the rod holders. I'm much more engaged on the website than I have been in previous years. Just the, the, uh, the facelift that we did, um, everything's a lot more easy for, uh, for me to navigate on the editing ed of all that stuff. So, um, I try to keep that current, um, bait wise, the website is up and going still with baits from show colors. There is, there, there might be on the drop down menus. You're going to say, Hey, there's a whole lot left, eh, maybe in some colors, but there's a lot with like a color left in them. So, um, if you see something and you're like, I'll just wait for whenever, it may or may not be there because there might be just one color, one of that color left. So um, just kind of keeping that out there. Um, standard colors and exclusive colors on Team Rhino and Musky Tackle Online has standard colors. O'Donnell's and Hogan's Hut have, if you prefer brick and mortar, they also have, um, at least they were, they had inventory last night. Last I knew, I don't keep in contact with them as much, but I imagine Hogan's has a lot. They, they had a giant order that they took. So, um, that's the plugs for AZ. Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Check out the website and, uh, you know, get a hold of us if you want to go fishing. Not much open for the till fall for, me i don't know vance is in the same boat so if you know anyone to go get a hold of us we'll try to get you out there and get you on some fish yeah and if we are booked we can do those evening charters some evening uh, stuff. yeah yeah we got that stuff uh, from 4 30 or 5 o'clock till 9 from the months of june through august uh but if you come fish with us you'll be fishing out of ranger boats shout out to them uh, find all your Ranger boats needs at Vic Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. Check them out for uh, their used inventory, which is more, you know, you're probably going to have a better chance of getting a boat quicker that way. Uh, used inventory, Tritons, Starcraft, Star Welds, and Rangers. Uh, speaking with them, they said that they were probably, if you put a boat order in, you're about 8 to 12 weeks out, and I would expect the latter on that. Um, and, uh, there's just so many wild things that, that come with a boat. Like you could get your haul and your motor and stuff like that, but you might not get your graphs. You know, it's, it, it there's just so many things that are, that are short. We're shipping right your, you're, we're shipping your motor and your trailer. Your haul will come separate. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Maybe like maybe not that crazy. You, you said these you... Are, but these are like how the pieces are being put together. Yeah, to yeah. get everything ready right now, it's really bizarre. But uh, yeah, check them out. Um, shout out to Saint Croix Rods, best rods on earth. Um, I have a nice Saint Croix story. Uh, I guess I can tell it after this. But uh, just check them out. You know, really enjoy their rods and. Uh, uh, I, I recently broke one, um, which is tell us how you did it. Not a surprise. Okay, so um, 
It was last Friday. It was a day that shouldn't have been a charter day. Uh, absolutely terrible. Um, Why was it bad? Four foot waves, um, shallow water, uh, hail, freezing. Running on a 20 horsepower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you beach the boat again? Uh, I've, I've done that a couple times since. I mean, I think that might happen <laughs> close to once a day, but uh, well, let's just focus on the rod. So there was a wind direction. Uh, generally, when you're fishing, uh, if you have a very high wind day, you might say like, hey, here's my A and B spots. Um, but because of this wind that is emptying into there, I'm not going to be able to fish them efficiently. So I have to go to uh, C and D and, and what have you. So uh, let's just say that there was a strong west wind uh, blowing east or, or whatever. So uh, treacherous on the east side um, would be more calm on that west side where the wind is coming from. Uh, did I explain that normally? Yeah, uh, okay. I understood it. Okay. So I'm on that west side. Well, on this west, west side, side, I haven't, west side, um, haven't spent much time over there, but I'm, I'm following my uh, accurate uh, map uh, that I haven't upgraded in probably 12 years or something like that. Um, but I was Pinpoint accuracy? Yeah, I was trying to stay in this deep, you know, just a, a safer, safer piece of water uh, to fish. Ends up on that side, there's a ton of snags. It's uh, fluctuating water levels all over the place. You're still getting that like gale force, like initial wind uh, and things like that. So it, and when you're in that shop and stuff like that, your your finders they'll read off occasionally you know it'll say like one feet then it'll go back to 10 once that the water settles underneath you and it was just a whole like i said we shouldn't have been out there um i get a snag and it's on um a legend tournament uh classic jerk that i was using as a board rod uh, because it was it's it, it's kind of a backup I had them all laying there, and like when I got out there in this tornado, uh, it was the first that was the one that was closest to me. So I just grabbed it, put it in the tube, and uh, was going along. Boom! Huge snag. People thought it was a fish. Absolutely not. Um, like snag. <laughs> Got to get everything in immediately. Uh, you know, all the other rods in. Um, so do that as, as quick as possible. And I turn the boat and, the, and you start heading back towards the snag. The snags in the lake that we're fishing uh, in, in Pennsylvania, it's generally timber or a, uh, or, or dropped uh, fish habitat. Um, and it's weird. So because the timber I've brought up before and it disintegrates in your hands it falls apart like it's like it's sand almost but when your hooks get into them and your bait they stay stuck uh it's not generally like a lore knocker style of, of snag that you need to get out of it's just you have to get on the opposite side of it like the direct opposite side 180 
uh, of its pressure point, and it'll come out. Almost like, like so this, th- does it float itself out like it was caught between the leader and the lip of the bait? Sometimes they float so, themselves up. Somewhat like that, but I just think that there is the wood is so soft from being submerged for that long yeah. that you just get on the other side of it, and maybe that initial snag opens the hole up a little bit, and if you keep taking that in that direction, it will continue that. But if you get on the opposite side, it's like – you know, the hole was larger. It just comes right out. And that's what's happened. I haven't like lost baits or anything like that, but well, I guess, uh, this story will, uh, be Make you a liar. Yeah. Uh, so we get up on it and we get up on it so quickly and it's, it's, uh, and we're on it so quickly because of this wind. And I'm like, there's no way we could be on this right now. I can't believe that, but we we were. And I thought that with like a slack line, it might have went into the motor. But no, we were just right back on top of this thing. I remember, I mean, there was nothing going on in the props or anything like that. And all of a sudden, this classic jerk, which I think is six ten. I think you're right. Maybe something like that. I think it's six. And this is an old rod. I mean, this rod's like 10 years old. It was, you know, like the first, uh, first, first rod I, I, I bought as a, as a, as a jerk bait rod. And, uh, it's, it's buckled over as if there was a Goliath grouper on it. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not, and I'm just like looking at him like, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Snap, big pop, shotgun sound, shatters in three pieces. Huh. I mean, just shatters. Eyelets broke off. I mean, there was like shrapnel. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was like, we're good. Um, just going to cut some line here and then just pull the rest. Because at that point, you're holding just the cork butt in the reel and nothing's happening. Because you don't have that uh, like dexterity that the rod gives you when you're when you're reeling, so um, you're just reeling nothing. And there's you know pieces of rod that's clanging and banging still against the line because it's in so many pieces. Um, so I just we cut it and uh, start like hand hand lining it in, and uh, the lure uh, comes free. And, uh, it was on a board also shouldn't be running that in that, that situation. But I mean, what, what are you going to do? Inline board, um, completely buried. They get the board back. Uh, both snaps are annihilated on it. Broken. No idea how, but the red snap, the black snap broken. By that, um, you mean the releases? Correct. Okay, the releases on the plane. The releases. Yes, both of those pieces are broken. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, some more dollar signs going. I'm like, let's see what else is, is, is going to be broken on this. I bring the lure in. The lure was split from the nose all the way down to like the tail. <laughs> split the great wood. White. It was, it was the, yes, that's what it was. <laughs> it was a great white. I couldn't fathom what was going on there. I mean, there was, I mean, it was, I was like, how the hell did I lose almost everything here? 
What's and going on? We're fishing these piss poor. Yeah. <laughs> man made reservoirs. Yeah. All kinds of shit under the water. <laughs> but I mean, it just it, it wrecked the whole setup. I couldn't believe it. But I like a still day. Nothing happens. And. I'm pretty sure all those things broke because of the turbulence of the water and how powerful it is. And, uh, it was, it was just like mind numbing. I'm like, how, how is, how did that happen? The client's like, am I responsible for that? I'm like, no, absolutely. You know, <laughs> no, you're not responsible yes. for that, but, but you should be, I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, this is expensive, <laughs> but, um, it, it was it was insane. So like I'm I'm at this point in in the trip like I'm disheveled. I'm upset that we're in bad conditions. Not upset that like everything just broke. Stuff happens when you're out there. You have to leave it at the door and expect things are going to break. Especially with me, um, in my track record, shit happens. Um, but I'm just like God, this day sucks. Like I do not want to do this. You know, this is just. This is dangerous out here. Um, so, like, just all that's going through my head, and we have the spread out there, and I'm, like, trying to get to the next area where, you know, we might not capsize. And I'm sitting there looking at this, you know, sentimental rod to me, and I'm like, mm, i got to send that back and, you know, get a new one. So you slide it in a standard envelope and put a stamp on it? <laughs> Well, that's how they like. That's how they want you to send them back, though. They want you to chop them in pieces and throw them in a box. Okay. Like rather than that long tube or something like that. There, there is. If you go on Saint Croix's website, their warranty it tells you how they want it, like in pieces. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. So I was like, oh yeah, in pieces, no problem. So my idea is to start breaking it more to fit into uh, a box. You know, I was like, well, you know, I could probably get this into, you know, one of my old, uh, box. you know, one of my boxes that I have like ready for recycling or something like that. So I start, you know, we're running it. Uh, the waves are like so enormous at, the, at this point. It's picking me up and I'm going five and then it's setting me down and I'm going seven and a half and that's continually happening. So I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to break this rod and just, you know, get ahead of the game. It's going to help me in the long run. I'll just, you know, get this done and throw it in a box and it'll be done. And I grab probably about a two foot section and I go to break it over my knee. And I'm like, man, this is tough to do. I'm like, Jesus, I really got to put some backbone into this. Mind you, it's freezing. It's in it's in the 40s on land, <laughs> so you know what like hail and water and all that stuff does when you're on on water on the water. You just you feel like you're, you know, just in a freezer. I put like all my strength into it and, and snap it in half. And there is such a powerful jolt that comes through that. <laughs> it, it annihilated my left hand. I couldn't, I couldn't feel it for two hours after that. I was in so much pain. I didn't say anything. All I did was like shoot back in looking, my chair. You kept looking at your hand. A, a, a <laughs> tear welled up in the corner of your eye. Oh, not, not even... I was just like, 
oh my god like what in the world happened i was like that hurt insane it sounded like the same snap of the initial snag when it when when the rod broke in three pieces and then but when i did that i was like i was like oh my god that hurt and then i was like it still hurts and 15 minutes go by and i'm like this still hurts and my head's like as red as my hands as red as a stop sign and i'm like i'm trying to keep it above my heart like i'm like maybe this will this will help with it no it was just like all the energy from that rod released in my hand and i had this like it removed the soul from your body it was unbelievable how much I, I couldn't use it. I opened up a hand warmer. I tried to get it warm. It was crazy. You had the client like <laughs> open up your sandwich bag. You're like, use my strong hand. <laughs> Luckily, these people have gone out with me, and they're very, they're very good clients of ours, and they understood like everything, but. I don't think they understood like how bad my hand was at that point. <laughs> well, I was going to to make make a mention of when that rod initially exploded. It wouldn't surprise me if it shot energy down the the fishing line and why the bait blew apart. Hmm. Could have. I yeah, mean, because that's interesting. Because uh, I was going to say that, but I'm like, it, it didn't fit. I didn't want to interrupt your story. But if it put that much well, into your hand, and this one. You had tight line, and it went kapowy. There's, there's no reason why it couldn't have oh, shot down the line yeah. and just had like that initial Something's energy. Gonna give. Something's going to give. Yeah. I wish I had that uh, thought process and rationale prior to. Uh, oh yeah. Snapping it in half. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're not going to do it again. So that's the, that's Absolutely the lesson not. to take away here. Yeah. Don't do what Vance does. <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah. I'd have sit and brought it back here and put a bandsaw on it. <laughs> Why when you have a Vance saw? <laughs> yeah. yeah, your hands. That's what I did uh, when I got home. And, you know, breaking the rod even more, it, it fit in absolutely no box, like by one inch. Like all, <laughs> It's like so sticking out like pain. a... <laughs> I went through all that pain and I was like, okay, it still doesn't fit. I have to go downstairs and use like my miter saw. And I was like, my God, it's this easy. And by the like, way, I, I swung by the hospital for an MRI of my hand. <laughs> and there's like 14 fractures throughout. <laughs> I mean, he sent it, like, I... it back in a box that we get our, uh, uh, business cards in <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially uh, uh it's it it was that small i mean there was a lot of pieces in there but you know it was just incredible how much like energy goes through that and just it has to go someplace and that's really interesting that you brought that up andy that maybe when that snapped it sent so much force through there that it just ended on the on the last part, which was the wood, and it split. That's crazy. I didn't even think of that. I mean, how could I think of that? We were in, you know, in fear for our lives. And, and you were, uh, and you were like a five-year-old breaking <laughs> sticks. Like, watch how strong I am. Yeah, I'll break this. I, I, oh, I wouldn't have even tried no. that. And I'll, I'll be honest, I couldn't imagine how painful having those splinters shoot through your like 
splinters. Like I'd worry about the fibers of of graphite and stuff going just like you know, like cool movie scenes where like they're at a bar and they grab a beer bottle and they break it on the on the bar and they like now got a jagged, you know, spear thing. Mm-hmm. I've heard I've I've never been actually in a situation where someone did that, but I've heard of the result, the bottle actually breaks up the neck and it cuts the person's hand wide open. <laughs> <laughs> More than likely what's going to happen. <laughs> but I mean, you, yeah, I mean, that wasn't going to stop me. Uh, when I uh, broke the rod holder in, in Canada, I remember I just like ripped it apart. You're like, there's no way you're going to be able to get that apart. And then you, you ended up doing it. And then I'm like, by the way, there's no way you're going to get the new one back in replacing your salty <laughs> after you loosen the upright. <laughs> I mean, and I think I hurt my hand doing that too. <laughs> you know, some force force equals mass over what? F equals ma. Force equals mass times acceleration. That's what I was doing. Mass um, times acceleration. Yeah, it was mass times hand, and then my hand exploded. <laughs> It was F equals MH, and it was force <laughs> equals massive hand explosion. So it was terrible. I'd, I'd put it more as, as not an actual law of physics, but we have Vance, an unstoppable force, meeting an unmovable object. <laughs> What's going to happen? Broken stuff. But... Here, this will lead us into our our, uh, <laughs> our last plug. Okay, so I was trying to like break these things. Um, I had the cork end, and I tried to break the cork end, which was like the hardest part. And when when I uh, was looking at it, and I had it over my knee, I was trying to get uh, some leverage on it, so I like jammed uh, the rest of the the rod into the floor of the boat. And this, I mean, it was razor sharp. It cut this flooring that I had installed uh, just like ripped right through it. Oh, like probably about a five inch gap. So I was like, oh, no problem. You know, we'll break this as well. Uh, you know, it's a week old. We'll get some, <laughs> get some character into it. I put that rod like five inches through it while I'm trying to get leverage on it. And I immediately stop and I'm like, okay, this is stupid. Not doing that. And I'm like, the floor is effed up. It looks like crap, whatever. And throughout the progression of the day, it healed itself. You couldn't tell that I had sliced open. It was like I took a knife and just ran it right through it. And there was a gap there. And then throughout the day, it it disappeared. It, you couldn't tell that it was there. It healed all. faster this, than the human body of your hand. It did. <laughs> it did. This is a living thing is it like the terminator the my it, it was like that yeah it's a cybernetic organism um <laughs> it so uh this was aqua traction uh aqua traction advanced marine flooring um 100 cross-linked uh cell pe foam that's why that's what it was whatever that is i think pe is polyethylene healed it it is polyethylene um, stain resistant, no shrinking, no peeling. Uh, I know you've had blood come. on yours. By you probably had blood on yours the day you took it home. 
Um, yeah, blood, poop, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> not from fish. I had to try it out myself. <laughs> no, from fish. But uh, this aqua traction flooring, it's really, really nice. Uh, and, you know, just like fishing sense, uh, if you're standing on something hard all day, uh, it, it's much nicer to uh, stand on this flooring. It's a buffer. It, my feet don't hurt as much. My back don't hurt as much. It's very grippy when it gets wet, uh, so you don't slip. Um, uh, along those there, lines of, of something, like you were saying, standing on something hard, it reminded me of anyone here familiar with the comedian Mitch Hedberg? Apparently not. No. Okay. No. Well, he had a bit talking about Dr. Scholl's insoles, and he's like, it doesn't take a doctor to uh, let you know that standing on something soft is better. I would buy my insoles from his senior shoals. Meaning wow. the joke is you don't need to have a doctor to say standing on soft stuff. Anyways, I messed Very it up, cool. but anyways. Mitch so essentially, essentially, this flooring is is great for the feet and back. It's grippy. It helps you uh, balance on the boat. It cleans up easily, uh, and it looks sharp. Um, check it out. Get a hold of Nick uh, at a- AMS. Marine, his email is nick n i c k at amfmarine.com. Uh, they will come out and digitize your boat, uh, send that off for approval. Once it's in, once it's approved, they will install it for you. It is a simple, uh, just if you could would say like a peel and stick, stick application, and it is standing the test of time, uh, right now. So I really like it, looks cool. Um, it would be an option if you're doing if you're going to redo carpet uh, or anything like that. This is this is the uh, the answer. It's probably going to be popping up on a lot lot of boats. Uh, I can see in the in in the near future them transitioning into flooring like this. But check them out, Nick at Aqua Traction. Good deal. All right, gear man. Yes, sir. Okay, we're like 46 into this, and we haven't really even got to <laughs> the reason to we wanted you on. Um, you've been moving and shaking with your new boat. Yeah, it's all that virtual fishing. You know, all that... a lot of downtime over the winter. So, uh... Okay, start start back like in late fall. I know that you had some, some gel coat stuff done. Like, Yeah. You know, you're, so, you're... I mean, go ahead. So I got this, obviously, the, the boat in the spring right before the pandemic and got to use it a lot. But as you use the boat, you see things you want to upgrade or change. So I, I had a lot of changes done to it. I upgraded my electronics um, to, you know, I have like four units on the, the boat, three at the console and one up front. However, you know, it's so I used it a few times in the fall with this electronic setup. And it was nice, but then over the winter, uh, Lawrence, which my units are all Lawrence, came out with that active target. And it's akin to Garmin's live scope or the older panoptics where it has like a live motion of fish in the water. When Lawrence came out with this, and I have a billion Cabela's gift cards, it's like I had to have it. But the only problem was the units I had on my boat were too old to be compatible with it. So the, the units that I bought used and put on the boat in the fall only made it two trips to I replaced them all again with 
upgraded units to be compatible with this active target. I guess I, I never really realized that, that you put those units in, you used them twice, and then you ditched them? All of them, yep. Because they, they wouldn't be compatible. And, and so, uh, you know, my gear obsession continues, but I've, I guess I've progressed away from the rod since I have so many, and now I'm going towards uh, features on the boat, and particularly electronics, I guess. So, uh, yeah, so I've upgraded all that, and the, the one story that I have that does involve Andy, part of the active target, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. Again, it's kind of new, and it has that transducer head that you can angle different ways, and some guys mount it on their trolling motor that puts it in a static position facing the head of the trolling motor, or some guys mount it on a pole so that they can move it directionally independent from the trolling motor. Well, that's what I wanted to do with mine. Pole sounds, sounds uh, musky-related. Trolling motor sounds bass-related. Am I wrong? Well, yeah. So the bass guys were on their trolling motor all day um, mm. and, you know, kind of fish ahead of the boat. It, it works for them. But a guy like me who likes to fish maybe uh, parallel with a weed line casting perpendicular, I won't see anything because my trolling motor is facing ahead, you know or taking me down weed lines. And what's, what's neat too, is you can also, if you're trolling, you can have this facing back and you can see your lure. And then you can see if any fish are coming up live behind, you know, 20, 30 feet uh, behind the boat, which you can't do with conventional sonar. You might just see a blip on your, if you go over him, but you don't see anything that comes up behind it. So with this, you can, but what I wanted to do with the pole is mounted in the track system. So I have the track in the back, but I wanted a track in the front where I fish a lot of the times if I'm on the trolling motor. Okay, talk more and, about this pole. What, what what does this pole do? Well, so it's like a 60-inch pole that uh, at the end you can mount a bracket and the transducer goes on, then there's some heat shrink that keeps the, the wire up against it, and then the wire comes out the top and it has a handle on it with an arrow, so it's directionally you know where its way is facing. And then there is a... Uh, like a shaft, the horizontal shaft that goes into a housing with a pin. So you pull the pin and you can actually rotate it 90 degrees. So now it's parallel to the hull if you're running. And then when you go to deploy it, you pull the pin into 90 degrees. So it's down into the water facing up and down. So it's, it stows and deploys similar to a bow mount trolling motor. Yes, correct. So, the, but the, the, the bracket that the pin comes in and out of is a track mount bracket. So like I said, I have the track in the back and if I wanted to run it from back there, I could, but I wanted it in the front. So I told Andy, I said, hey, I ordered some six-inch track. You put my old track in. You're an expert at it. I have a small window to come up and get my boat because I keep my boat like two hours away from myself, but pretty close to Andy. I said, I got to drop the girls off at school. I'm going to race up. I got to do some things with the boat, get it out of storage, all that. I'm going to come to you. Can you put this six-inch track on so I could take it home uh, back to where I live, put it in the garage, and then work on it for the next week, putting all the electronics on it. But I told him, I said, I got like a 15-minute window. Is there any way I can meet you at your shop and we can get this done in 15 minutes? I so had to like, be Absolutely. standing on go because <laughs> you needed to make it home. Yeah, because the girls like get off Steve, that bus. And if I'm not there, they don't let them off the bus. Steve gets treated better than Vance and Todd continues. <laughs> I, I could beg to differ, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Well, so you know what? I think I appealed to Andy's challenge. You know, he kind of likes that when you, you, you kind of challenge him with something. So I pull into his lot. You guys know his, his uh, shop. He goes, he, he's not, he's literally outside waiting for me. Uh-huh. Weighs me down to the second garage that's <laughs> open and all his tools. Were you, Steve, were you like, like eight, 10 seconds late? No, he was 15 <laughs> minutes late. Yeah, I was like, oh, 15 oh, minutes. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, buddy. It was, Man. it was. Yeah, I got grief for that, too. High blood pressure, Andy. Well, you know, when I'm I'm getting, like, I need this done, like, now, and by the way, I had a 15-minute window, and I'm pulling in with no minutes on the clock. Yeah, pretty much. Like, by the way, I needed this done 15 minutes ago. I was still jacking around doing other things. Oh, man. (laughs) Why well, delay? Certain things happen, but he shows up eating an ice cream cone. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pizza. Hi, Andy. Yeah. Hey, hope you don't mind me eating this food while you're working on my. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have got you some if you wanted. Sorry. I didn't think about it until I'm here. Yeah, sorry, I didn't think of you. <laughs> Can we get this done now? <laughs> But man, he, but he was like, it was like a NASCAR pit stop. He's drilling holes zzz, zzz, all the way through, puts the track on, and uh, out I went. So I, that, that I, worked I well. To, I got home in time. I had to do the, yeah. the customary slap on the gun. I'm like, go, you're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I peeled go, go, out of go. there and made it home. <laughs> so his track's so, installed. Yeah. But you actually wanted four pieces of track installed, but the one that was important, because you were talking about symmetry and laying stuff out and I'm like, you just tell me where this one needs to be and we're yeah, going to we, put well, it on he, here. And I'm glad that one, cause that seems to be ideal. I might not even put the other ones on cause it works really well. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, so, it, so then I brought it home, laced up all the new electronics, replaced all four units. And, uh, and I don't know if I told the story of the one unit and you had to make me a custom stainless steel piece for it to fit it in the console. Cause be- it was okay, too so, big. Yeah. So this, what Steve's talking about is I had to make like a like a I'm gonna call it a trim ring to go around to like face mount the unit. But this was an important piece because the whole face of the unit was no longer completely encased in dash. The bottom actually was like hanging out in the open. Like it was three sides of the dash. So like just go ahead and cut this. And this is important. So like it, all the guts don't fall out. Like it was an important piece because there's just no real estate left. No. Yeah. And we, we kind of, uh, you know, we were cutting out the console. We thought it would fit, but it, there was just so little material on the bottom that uh, said, oh, screw it. So we cut it out and he got me a stainless steel piece that fits his bracket to hold it up. So it doesn't fall straight down and it's perfect. But so it's it's all in and operational, and definitely, as I, I've gone a few Lake Erie smallmouth trips, and it's man, it makes a huge difference. <laughs> okay, so you you got you got the new stuff in. Yep, all in. Okay, and in fact, one of these days, I probably two podcasts ago, I was trying to get you on as a guest, and you never answered because you were installing this stuff. Correct. Right. Okay. Well, because my friend's father was helping me, so I was over his garage. Uh, I don't know how late of the night, and when we got done, it was like ten o'clock, and I said, "Oh crap, Andy called." <laughs> so, so, so this this is how you get repaid from doing the pit stop 
uh, track installation <laughs> is ignored calls. You know, <laughs> you answer your call. <laughs> Block. So, okay. Anyways, Block. I had to get that jab in there. Um, yeah. Four units. Four. Four units. Okay. Well, and so the setup, is, and I, it's very unique, I guess, how I do it. I guess it's not. I don't know. But so I have two that are next to each other, two uh, units above the steering wheel. So the one unit to the left shows only side imaging to the left. And the one okay. unit to the right shows only side imaging to the right. So it's almost like a uh, forced to zoom without losing resolution. Mm-hmm. And the unit in the console is a split screen of down imaging and uh, 2D or, uh, GPS and uh, 2D sonar. It's your traditional fish finding with a GPS. Okay. Then I have a bracket for my phone that sits in between them all. And I usually have the weather with wind if I'm on Erie or, uh, you know, I'm, I could put GPS on that. So. So those are the, the units, how I run them. And, okay. Um, but the side imaging in that type of, of uh, display and that kind of detail is just, it's its incredible what you see. I mean, I was on Erie finding these like shipwrecks and small vessels that are on the bottom and 20 foot of water. Um, and, and so the, the system I found that seems to really work is when you scan water. So I was scanning a ton of water and I'd find a spot and I'd turn around and go on top of it. And then I deploy the active target and you can just see what kind of motion, how active the fish are down below. And you can kind of gauge size of what you have. So it's, it's, it's definitely uh, something that changes how you approach it because there were spots that come up to it look like beautiful structure. And then I'd go over it and there'd be nothing. I'd go with the active target and there wouldn't be a, a like single fish around. So I just pulled up and kept going. So it, it saves a lot of time on what you're looking for. And, uh, and it's just like I said, it, it's. I can't wait to get this this sucker musky fishing because I think that'll be somewhat of an eye opener to see you know fish coming in from sixty feet away. You know, because you can throw your lure on, see it, mm-hmm. and you can see on your screen what's behind it well before you even you know get to the boat. Okay, so you got you got everything hooked up, and then you went up to Erie for a smallmouth trip. Yeah. And did you already kind of have what you felt were the learning curve figured out, or you're still struggling with? what you want, the settings, all this, you know, all the finer details. Well, so I've done, I've gone three trips already uh, with it. So the first one was definitely a learning curve because, you know, you can increase the sensitivity, but then you get a ton of noise. You have to fine tune kind of where you want it to, where you can see your bait. And then you, you, you learn like <clears throat> kind of the fish and how they react. And, and as you catch a few, you kind of start gauging the size of the fish based on what you saw on the screen. But the biggest thing is to see how they're reacting to your lure that you just can never get. I mean, I, I was fishing, I, I was fishing a break with smallmouth in like 15 foot of water. And so I'm dragging lures on the bottom, not getting any action. So I changed to a jerk bait that was, you know, only eight feet down. And these fish would come shooting up from 15 feet. You'd see them actively streak up all the way to it. And I'd have never thought of doing that. But once I saw they reacted, then there was my approach and you start catching fish, you know, so they just weren't relating to the bottom. They were looking up if you don't see it live on how that happens, I'd still be dragging because, hey, look their way down there. So stuff like that, again, it'd be interesting going musky fishing because I may not even make a cast till I see a fish. I mean, that may make it boring, but it's a little more hunting now because, uh, you know, because you're seeing 60, 80 feet out all the yeah. wherever you turn this this uh, unit. I'm not, I'm not passing judgment. At yeah. what point do you feel it's cheating? Well, 
when I got it, I thought this is definitely cheating, but you're just not, you see fish, but you're just not catching them all. You know, it's just a tool that helps you catch a few more, but I'm not, I'm my catch rate's not like quadruple. Um, but it's definitely allowing me to learn more spots. Well, okay. So there's a learning curve there. And a lot of times you hate watching the screen anyway. So what it's doing is uh, I'll find a spot, see the active fish, and then I pull it up and then cast fish conventionally. So I suspect, too, that might be what happens if I see some active muskie. Instead of looking at a screen, uh, fishing for them, I, I suspect I'm going to fish conventionally. But it'll increase my confidence in the spots and maybe eliminate a lot of places that I'd waste a lot of time in. Okay, so you said that it didn't quadruple your catch rate. But if you no. are now fishing 20 to 30 40% less because you're looking for these fish, the time that you actually spend fishing, you might actually be doubling your catch rate per actual angling hours. Uh, maybe, but again, you're, you know, that time you could be fishing and looking for fish. Maybe you're delaying the process of looking for them. So maybe you don't find them as quick. So, you know, I don't know. It's, it's it, again, people see this technology and maybe I was one of them. Cause that's how it is with gear. Like this is going to change my life and I'm going to catch a million. It doesn't really happen that way, but it definitely changes your approach. I'll tell one story too, because when I first got it out there, I was going around Erie and I just wasn't finding a ton of fish. So I saw all these perch boats like way out there. I said, this will be awesome. I'm going to go out there and find the whole herd of perch and squat on these things. So I got out there and there's like 20 boats. And I'm in the middle of all these things, and I'm, I put my active target down, and I'm, like, trolling, weaving in and out of these boats. I can't find a single perch. So I finally said to the one guy, I said, what, what are you fishing for? He says, well, perch. I said, have you caught any? He said, well, not in the last three hours. I said, well, that's because there's not a single fish down there. He goes, oh, do you have one of those, like, live target things? I said, yeah. He goes, you see nothing. I said, no, I weave through every one of you. He goes, huh? Holy crap. Well, and then that was it. He pulled up his engine and they left. <laughs> and no one was catching <laughs> anything anywhere. I guess it was one of those, like, someone caught one early in the morning. They and, caught a uh, the perch. School, yeah, the school left, but everybody just, like, huddled around him. But I didn't see a single fish on the, the screen. And and I was trying to, you know, catch. I had just, like, a little jig down there. But I said, I, I, you guys catching anything? No, no. I said, well, buddy, there's nothing down there. And that was it. They left and I left and. Okay, so do you think that, like, if you're in 60 foot of water, you can actually pick up smaller fish, say, sub 10 inch? Yeah, easy. Because I, I could drop my drop shot down, and that little tungsten weight shows up all the way down. And that tungsten weight's not even, what, an inch? Hmm. I'll tell you one thing, too. I, we were we were fishing uh, this one area, and we saw this fish on the bottom. It was probably about three and a half foot. I don't know what it was, but I got it right over it and I dropped my drop shot down and it kind of meandered off the screen and I find it again as I'm, you know, we kept kind of chasing it. I don't know what it was, but it, it wasn't interested in a drop shot. So who knows? What, what those fish that tend to not want to bite, um, they make these, these hooks that will catch them. Uh, they're, they're trebles <laughs> with lead wrapped around the shank. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it, well, you know, and in following structure too, like there's a pipeline that goes out in Erie. And so when you have the side imaging or down imaging, you go over it and it's a spot. And so you're trying to mark it, but it's very hard to stay on it, particularly of any wind, because it's only a, a two foot diameter pipe, but the fish relate really close to it. 
So you're kind of going back and forth this pipe, but with this act of this target, it's like a sonar. You're looking into the belly of the lake and you just turn it and say, oh, wait, it's there 10 feet that way. And you start heading that way and you start casting to it. And if you go past, you can kind of turn it backwards. Oh, it's just right behind us. So you can stay on it very tight. And so I think it has a lot of value like that on staying some, on some type of structure that might be very narrow. Uh, you're trying to hold that just because it's, a, you know, all your other type of technology just gives you a snapshot of where it was. But you don't know maybe how fast you're moving. This gives you that live feed constantly. Again, it's just like a sonogram for a baby, but into the lake. You know, it's always instantaneous feedback. <clears throat> instantaneous. Do you now? I mean, have you played with spot lock on the trolling motor, and how accurate well, that keeps you there in in a spot when you're, you know, you can gauge accuracy based off of. Man, that's another issue. My spot lock is broken, so. My my thought was, oh, I'll get on this active target, I'll spot lock it, sit there all day. Well, that, I'm always fighting the trolling motor because my spot lock's not working. So I got a new remote coming. So hopefully I'll get to test it out soon. But but it would be neat to see because the accuracy of spot locks like thirty some feet. Well, if you're trying to stay on a three foot pipe, you know it, it'd be interesting to see how good it is. But the nice thing with this is you can always kind of direct this beam and say, okay, hey, we are past this way and go back and forth and always know where you're casting. Again, if you're looking for and bass fishing seems to be a bit little tighter structure than musky, but but still you want to hit a weed line, you want to stay on some type of uh, a rock structure. I mean this will definitely allow you to do that. So so again, musky fishing is going to be an interesting uh, challenge because I, I suspect I probably won't cast till I see one. I just I'll look at that screen all day. Whether it's going to ruin the sport for me or not, I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, are you? You're not going to be able to like shoot it through the weeds. It'll just look like a clump of weeds. So if a fish was in the weeds, so the weird thing is, you you kind of do. Uh, I haven't quite seen it, but I've seen some videos on how it works. So you you do have the weeds that are obstructing, but the movement of the fish, um, it's like when you're looking through a lot of trees for deer. You know, you got the horizontal uh, or vertical trees, and you see that little horizontal plane that's the back of the deer. You've gotten very good at noticing that i suspect similar things would happen here is where you kind of see movement of the weeds and then you see just something that's not moving in concert with everything else and and you know, a lot of times i mean again the smallmouth or, or any fish that's real close to the bottom it's sometimes tough to pick up but all they do is if they if they just come up a little bit off the bottom enough to detect them now you can follow them cleaner and you get used to seeing which are fish and which aren't you know hmm. so it's mm-hmm. It's uh, I'm kind of anxious to take a trolling to see again, looking back, uh, you know, and put my put my uh, down rod so I can see the lure just to see if anything comes up to it and even see how long they follow the lures. Because sometimes you hear rumors that a muskie could follow for 100 yards, 300 yards, who knows. So to actually see how they're reacting and to see if they're coming up and if a change of speed triggers that strike, you know, you have that feedback right away looking at least in one rod the beam's thin so i don't know if you can get a couple into this cone or not but, but you definitely get one in i, I so guess, a lot of experimentation i was gonna say that you're in the infancy of this but yeah i can see boating accidents happening because now you have another thing that's you know vance and i did it we talk about it often we were trolling yeah. erie and we're like we just put stuff on autopilot and we're like we didn't look forward for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I would say that Todd and I probably do that on Chautauqua too, more than we'd like to admit. Yeah. I mean, you got a glance, 
just, you got to go like you have a feel kind of like this like on the water periphery but there are a lot of times when I'm, when I'm just like yeah kind of like you're driving a long distance on a highway and you're like you just like snap out you're like did I just drive 15 minutes and I don't even know what happened <laughs> it's it's weird though on the lake because it's so vast and there are no lines mm. And, mm-hmm. and, the, like, and the beer that you've been drinking. <laughs> no. But the like you, you'll have a feel like, okay, I'm gonna hit this, I'm I'm gonna continue to uh, I'm gonna continue to cast this area. I'm gonna drift down this weed bed. You're generally looking at your lure and then you're looking at the water the entire time. Same thing with trolling. Like there is a boat that just buzzed by me. I I feel like we're good, you know. I I I sense it's there, but it's like not like immediately right in front of my face. It's a lot of that's uh, these screens they draw your, you know. It's like texting while driving. That's all these screens are. You know, they're, they they just distract your ass. Vance, <laughs> Vance, can you remember? You remember the first time that? So when you booked the trip with me years ago. Remember when we were drifting up by uh, Prendergast fishing? Mm-hmm. And that guy pulled his boat right. Oh my the God, I remember that. Yeah, you remember that? He yelled it up. I mean, I didn't even know you. And this yeah. guy pulls in, and this guy pulls right in front of me, and we're drifting down the weeds at Prendergast Point, and uh, I mean. Uh, in, in all honesty, like with all the guiding I've done, that guy said something that uh, it's annoying. It has. I don't even know if it's been said since then, but he's like, "It's a big lake, dude." <laughs> yeah, in he pulled guy, right pulled in front of, in front of us. Down this weed edge. This is, and, and honestly, I didn't know. I I didn't even know Vance. I just met him, and yeah. and I was like, okay. Yeah, we're gonna pull out, and I and I remember you saying something, Vance. Like, yeah, man, it's all good. He pulled right <laughs> in front of him. Uh, oh, I I think I was like I was like, yeah, it is a big lake. Yeah, it's a big lake. <laughs> I was like, he pulled right in front of me on this big lake. I'm fishing this weed edge. Yeah, we were we're drifting, and they were they were perch fishing or something. Yeah, they like pulled where they would anchor. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't happen like i don't think that's happened to me in that might have been one of the only times that's ever happened it, it, it might be for me too honestly i mean i mean we're, we're going back there but it was like i forgot that even happened something sparked that memory there but i remember uh, that yeah because you're just you're just like like, oh, fishing. shit. We're fishing. This guy pulls up and stops, yep. and we're casting it. And I, I think I even said something in advance, like, well, you know, we got to go around this guy now. He's like, it's a big lake, dude. As he's throwing <laughs> like, a cinder block with a yellow rope tied to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it it's a big right. lake, dude. And you pulled right in front of me. <laughs> Todd was much more nice about it. And I was like, yeah, it is a big lake. Like, why'd you pull there? It's my secret perch spot. Maybe he had one of those live imaging things. 
Yeah, found the school. <laughs> he had a he had a, a a camera, one of those black and white ones he dropped over from Harbor Freight. <laughs> yeah, he still one of those. I did too, and mine broke, and I got sad. <laughs> Full disclosure, uh, you know, bottom contact eyesight still is king for me in my boat. How deep am I and what can I see with my eyes? Especially casting and essentially all I use is that 2D sonar to know, to say, hey, there's bait in here. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. It's but much more of like a feel thing. Tell me you don't want it. It's it's interesting. I mean, we've talked about the ethics and like the, the morality of all this stuff. Um, and you've told me you're, several times, I'm going to get this. And I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know. Vance, I, I, I saw you up at Miami one day. Somebody brought the... You brought, brought the live scope out. Yeah. So... What do you think? It, <laughs> it was on while you were trolling. It's on. It's on while I was trolling. I was. It was. It was. Uh, what I saw was. What I took away. I've had, had him on the boat twice. What I took away from it with this thing is that it takes away from me actually looking at the water a lot more. Um, I'm. I'm focused on that screen. What uh, the 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 positives of it. It showed me that fish come from up above the bait. The fish that have eyes on top of their heads, and they will, they they will come down and look at that bait. If they are say at six feet and your bait is at uh, ten feet, I saw one come down and look at it. Um, yeah, wild. It, I mean, of course that can happen. I know that mm-hmm. stuff happens. You know. Yeah, but it interesting. Day while we're fishing, just fishing. Exactly. Um, follows tendencies things like that I mean it's it's weird it's weird for me to say like oh that fish followed and didn't take it it's weird for me to have the idea to have a throwback bait for something like that if you would classify it like that Mm-hmm. Uh, there's six of them out there. There's eight of them out there. Yeah. I came up and looked at, say, this wily fat body. What am I going to change it to now? Um, there's already a shad bait out here. There's a walking bait over on this one. There's a perch it's bait. Really complicated. Yeah. You know, it's like, am I going to beat myself up? Am I beating myself like because of this? Because I'm not. Am I overthinking mm-hmm. this stuff? And I always and, and I always think, you know, when musky fishing, when you can simplest, when you can make it simple, you you, you tend to fish better. Um, I'm not going to get it, and uh, I'm I'm going to let it ride. And eventually, I, I do believe that it'll be on all electronics. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. And that's and that's fine. And and when it is when it is there. Um, I'll use it. 
you know, and it, it'll just be something else. It's not like I'm going to be in the dark about it. Like how my uncle, how there was like 2D sonar and yeah. we were still using a flasher in 2010. Um, yeah. You know, it, well, it, it's not, it's not like I mean, that. Gear, man, gear man, you brought it up. You're like, I don't know if I could take a cast. Yeah. And that's half the fun of it, you know, though, like for me, I mean, now like, there's no can, way I think it pick up every fish. That's what I don't think either. Well, so here's the weird thing. <clears throat> and this is where I have to experiment, but it's very good at picking up things. Um, but, but the challenge is the cone is so narrow. All right. So yeah. what I'm finding is you'll see in these promotionals, you'll see fish swimming back and forth, but these are fish swimming to and from in that beam. And when they come right there, yeah, when they come across it, you'll see a flash, but then they're out of the beam. Uh-huh. Um, so the challenge is, what will muskie look like? Smallmouth, I've seen them. What they look like, I've you know, I've seen a little smaller fish on it, and then I saw a big whatever it was, catfish or something on it. So if I'm fishing, let's say some of the flats in the north, okay, uh-huh. um, it's a pretty good depth, sparse weeds, you could see through a lot. What will that look like? Let's say just slowly drifting across panning this around will i be able to pick up a fish easier um and so that's going to be all the experiment and again i think like when i was what happened to me on lake erie is i'd say 80 percent of my day was looking at a screen and and almost I, i sat there thinking is this good like i'm on a dumb phone all day why am i taking the one uh, passion i have here and i'm looking at a dumb screen but i was hooked to it because it's it's just you buy into that, like, this is the only way I'm going to catch them, and there they are, yeah. look how they're reacting. Yep. And it just taps into this digital world that our minds are now really key to. And, and part of me, when I went out the third time, I actually used it just once to see if they were active fish. I pulled her up and didn't use it the rest of the day. And I caught fish because it gave me confidence they were there, and it, it was like a different experience because I wasn't staring at it. So I'm a little nervous when I go musky fishing. Is it going to ruin me when I see that, well, there's a fish, I make a cast and catch it. Okay, one for one. I don't have to make that a thousand cast. You know, I'm a little nervous because I don't know if you remember, Vance, uh, two musky masks ago, they were talking about some of these electronics, and I made the comment or question of, would you guys even fish if you don't see a fish? And Greg Thomas told a story of this guy. He knows that he had the, the barman. And he'd like go a whole day and maybe make 11 casts. But in those 11 casts, because he only casted fish he saw, he caught like five of them. So a five fish day, when you make a million casts, is is a good yeah. day. But this guy only made 11 casts. So I bet you his back I mean, and shoulder wasn't as sore. Uh, but I'm just yeah. saying, are you that handicapped that like you're like, I need this out here. You know, I can't cast. I have 12 casts left in me. I better make them count. It, listen, listen, it's very fascinating stuff. And this yeah, is going to be the new norm. And I don't believe it for one second. But that's yeah. But, <laughs> like, so, Todd and I are on the water all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's for a specific body of water. But those tactics transition well into these in lakes. We can do it all over the place. Um, but as a place for, like, Chautauqua, um, there's tendencies when you see these fish react that you could just see with your eyes that that graph is not going to pick up. I have casted out, say, directly in front of me, and I had a fish come in from 
50 yards to the right of me that I would yep. have never seen on any graph came in and grabbed the bait. Yep. There's, there's just, there's things like that, that that are happening that that won't ever pick up yeah. unless you get a 3D. I mean, scan. I think it's really, I, I mean, I think it's really cool stuff. For sure. It is. It is. But, it's unbelievable. Well, and, and the amazing it's a, new, so. it's a new way to see a fish like outside of an arc. Yeah. Outside of a line on your side imaging and things like that. This is live. And one of the most fascinating things to me is when I was in Erie, I I was like in about eight foot of water and I'm I'm spinning this goofy thing around and I see a ball of bait fish and I see three smallmouth popping in and out of this bait fish, Mm -hmm. hitting these fish. And I'm thinking, man, you know, when you see it on the two, when you see it on like your down imaging, you see a ball of bait fish and you see some hooks. But that's it. And when you actually see how they're almost hunting them as a herd, you know, these three fish are kind of swirling them and they're all standing with the cone and I'm kind of dangling cool. the cone. It, it, man, it, it blew my mind. So, but that's the problem. Cool. That's what hooks you in. So now the rest of the day, I'm staring at these things, looking for that next mm-hmm. ball of bait fish. And, did you and catch so, one of those oh, fish? I actually did. <laughs> I threw a lipless crank with it right through it and you nailed it. But it's, it was awesome. I mean, it was just but that one fish, I think, ruined me because, again, I wasn't casting for smallmouth, so I saw one. And like you guys said, they're all around it. I could have been casting and cut 10 because I'm hooked to this dumb screen and loved how it looked when yeah. I brought yeah. my lipless through a herd of bait fish. I might have missed them. So, I don't I, Again, I'm still on the fence of this. Is this going to ruin me or can I use it as an effective tool to, I guess, eliminate dead spots? And then, like I did that last day, just pulled up. And fish normal. Okay. Hypothet- hypothetical, where, real quick. Where I... Can I give a hypothetical? Because it's it's hot on this topic. Would you yes. rather? And this is a question for all of you. Spend a day casting, catch six fish, or spend the day casting, catch five fish on five casts, five consecutive casts. But that's all you did all day. Was you hunted those active fish? And you could say. For the first time in my life, I've caught five consecutive fish on back-to-back casts, and I only made five casts today. I'll go first. Six fish day, better than five fish day. Um, Someone take that. And the the thing that drives me in in this is the fishing aspect. The the, it's the unknown. uh, the, I enjoy that. That's the challenge of it. I know. It's hard to do. These things are hard to catch a pal of. I would much rather do it that way. I would much, I, you know, we take pride in our, in our, in our work. You know, I like the hard work for them, grind for them. Oh man, that's, that's the mystique of this beast. Well, wow. All right. So let me change the question up on you. Casting all day, catch three fish or catch six you see on a screen and cast six times too. so now you have more production on the six fish day but you sit the whole day looking at a screen do you still go for the three fish of the unknown yes because that's what okay i do too twenty thousand dollar purse at the end of the day tournament fishing (laughs) (laughs) that's where you're trying i mean every everyone has their price i'm just i'm testing the waters here Many years ago, I brought this up on the podcast when I was ice fishing, and this guy brought a camera over, and he put the camera right beside me, 
first time I ever saw one of the cameras work. And he's like, oh, there's my jig. I could see it. I was jigging this little jig and a maggot, trying to catch a perch or something. And he's like, there's no fish here. I was like, get that thing out of here. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm expecting to catch a fish at any second. <laughs> so you're like me coming out there and ruining those guys' day, fishing Pull for that perch. Thing out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- th- that, that was my feeling on it. But uh, uh, I'm saying and- it's not, it might be more effective. Greg told the story of that guy catching X amount of fish on X amount of casts, but. I mean, there's, there's so many stories though. I mean, there's a story about a guy that like launched his boat and never turned anything on and floated in and caught the biggest muskie ever because the muskie heard the boat and all this like crazy stuff like that. Here, here, here's this new technology is very in the muskie sense is good for a couple things. Casting jigging. Jigging, very, very effective. Yeah. Jigging, very effective for sure. Very effective for jigging. Dive curve on your trolling baits. Very effective. Can show you exactly where they're running. Exactly. And that is, those are two very good things. And um, those are the uh, most, th- that's the most positive things that I've found with it. Mm-hmm. That would, would would make me say, okay, cool. This is now on my unit. I know exactly where my baits are. Okay. But everybody I've had on my boat, Vance, that was like, this fat body runs this depth, this amount of line, and this lure runs this depth. I already knew that. Yes. Like I, I already had it figured out. But that gives you... Uh, like it, you know, if, it showed you exactly where it was running. If you're if you're wet behind the ears, so yeah, the learning curves way, <laughs> way uh, that, smaller with this. But like, like you when know, you're going if, in if and you're casting in those weeds the way we fish, I don't think I still I don't think. see anything because it's all <laughs> weeds. <laughs> yeah, and and if, if a fish if a fish comes up and it comes up following or something like that, you generally can see it. Mm. You know, because you go from a wall and then mm-hmm. you're clear water and you're like, oh, there's one there. Maybe if it's following on the bottom, uh, you know, you see it better with that graph. Um, How the hell am I going to catch it if I'm looking at the graph and I'm trying to fish? That's well, that's the that's the where you would, you know, that's where you would have to find this medium. Uh, and that's why I'd say that jigging, yeah, your jigging. casting aspect, is, is it, it's very cool. And then wet behind the ears, trolling de- uh, dive curves. Yeah, you're right. It, it's now. It, it, I will say though, there's one detriment to it. Uh, there's a delay. So by the when you see that fish hit your lure, he's already hit it maybe a, a second or two earlier in real life. So if you're living, I, that happened to me. The first fish that hit my jerk bait, he already hit it and got off before I set the hook because I'm watching the screen. And that's what okay. I realized. But if I feel I like you, him, could, you could practice. Yeah. So what happens is if I see them, then I make sure I look away from the screen and go to feel. And I'm not trying to visually catch them anymore. So, yeah, that's just some things. Like, but if you're looking, you see a muskie and it's following or it comes flying out of the weeds and hits it and you see it on the graph, 
it's too late. He's probably already taken it and spit it out before, it, particularly if it's on a pause, you know? So you saw that, Gearman. You saw you saw one come up and grab your bait. Oh, yeah, yeah. While you were casting. Yeah. I cast it. Well, you've got to remember that he's on, you know, his your structure is sand. Right? You saw one grab your bait while you were casting before you felt or, or Yes. Uh, so he hit. So what happened is I was fishing a drop off. It went down to about 14 feet, and I saw two or three fish on the, the bottom. So yeah. I threw out a jerk bait, and I could see my jerk bait coming in. It was about six feet down, maybe seven feet down. And I see this fish actively come rocketing up on the pause and hit it. And when I saw him hit it on the screen, I set the hook, and there's nothing there. And I thought, what the heck? Well, then when I saw another fish, I felt the fish, and I looked down and saw it like a second later on the screen and realized, oh, there's a delay. And so I caught that fish. So what I did was I said, oh, well, I'm not going to look and wait because if it's on a pause, you don't always if you don't have your slack control, you're not going to feel it. Mm -hmm. So what I did was anytime I was seeing my lure and seeing fish around it, I'd look away and just fish the lure and feel it. And so all it did was gave me that confidence that I'm fishing over fish. They're there. I see. Yeah, you're you're looking. There's one right here. Look. Yeah. When I saw like I saw the school of fish, I was watching the smallmouth. I cast directly and saw my, my lipless crankbait, and then I looked away and fished it. Man, they crushed mm. it right about where it was projected to be yeah. about 30 foot out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's some of the things you got to, you know, again, it's a learning curve for me to do because I want to see that hit. It's so, it was so cool when I saw him come up, but the result was no fish because it was a little bit of a delay. So yeah. if you're trying, you know, if you're relying on this musky fish and you see it come from the side, like you said, Vance, and all of a sudden it appears in your cone because you're watching it, you probably missed them already. So there's some things like that that it's not going to oh, yeah. give you, you know, the, the capability. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be negative about it. I'm just no. Well, yeah, I, I think I, I just think that there's no way that thing could pick up the speed of a muskie in that clear water early season that comes from like 30 feet away. Oh, it picks it up. <laughs> no way that thing's going to pick that up. Now, here's the thing. This It picks it up. It'll fish. It, 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 it Because the amount of pulses per second are astronomically huge. Now, this, we'll tell you one other thing. This thing's a battery drain. It drained my battery that I had to jump off the trolling motor to get the motor started. Because if you run this yeah. thing all day, it's so much juice. So when I saw that fish, I saw it. And it wasn't like a streak. It was that same size fish come from 14 foot to seven foot in a millisecond i saw it all happen all the way up it, it traced mm-hmm. them i mean again i don't know if smallmouth are as explosive as musky but it, yeah. it i saw the whole thing like it wasn't like oh delay it wasn't like you'd see a streak on a it was it happened everything was live on that screen instant and then i saw him go back down and i'm thinking well, I, I didn't catch it what happened you know so i, I suspect it probably could track a musky coming in that fast Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, he's going to already come in and hit your late and gone by the time yeah. you know, yeah. it, it reports it. R- reports it, yeah. Okay, so it has, so, again, that's, you know, I mean, you see so, the processor you have to mount into your, I had to mount a processor that has these big venting uh, uh, heat sink. Uh, ribs on it that has to be in the open. And yes, I, there's a lot of processing going on. <laughs> I have another hypothetical for Vance. Yeah. This one's targeting to Vance. You have two boats set up identically. The only difference is is live target versus not. You have a billionaire client stepping on the boat, and he says, listen, son. They're notoriously the worst tippers. (laughs) 
That's why they're brilliant. I, I, I'm, I'm going yeah. to I'm going to be uh, I'm 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 sick. I'm going to be dead tomorrow. My goal is to catch a muskie, and for every muskie that I catch, my dying wish, I am going to tip you an additional five thousand dollars. Which boat? And he wants to catch him casting. Which boat are you taking? I'm my conventional one. <laughs> you liar. No, I am, dude. You don't understand. Look, in the open water, if you're casting, if you're jigging and stuff like that, this is an advantage. Okay. If you don't, this is an advantage. Okay, Todd, same same scenario. He's casting. You you can't troll him up a fish. Okay, he's casting. I'm just going to go cast where I want to go cast. He's casting. Like you have to, you have to put him on an active fish. Are you going to get the five thousand dollars for every fish that he catches casting? Or are you going to go? I mean, no, I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to go standard the way I fish. Man, you know why I find that surprising? I'm going to go standard the way I fish because I don't. Just, know guys, we're on this. We're I might be able fishing to see for a living. living. But I, I, well, see, I see these. I see. I see people talking about it. Like, all oh, look at all these fish. I saw all these fish. I was trolling with all this crap. I know they're out there. I don't care if I look at a fish. Hmm. I want them to. You'd have to. You'd, you'd have to. Uh, the advantage comes in the open water when you're casting. Okay. Yeah. Big advantage there in yeah. a dive curve. That's it. I know those things. I know where I'm fishing. If I went into like uh if i had to catch a muskie in lake erie out in the basin this would this, would this live te- this live technology would be very good but if you're in if you're fishing your spots and you know your structure and things of that nature and these fish's tendencies i don't think it's going to be that much to your advantage see here, here's I'm my getting, surprise though because with you guys, let's say you, you have that client and you, you know the spot. So you, without the active target, you're going to make your milk run of these spots. You're going to have your client fish the way you know is catching fish. Okay. So that part wouldn't change. What would change is you're now, as the guide, you can have a means to direct a beam that's not obstructing or changing how this guy's fishing. It's not really changing your approach where you're at. But what it could change is, oh, hey. I see a muskie off to, to uh, 10 o'clock, throw a cast there. Or, oh, there's a muskie really lazy after your jerk bait. Maybe he wants something faster. Just in that one glimpse, if you see that, you switch to maybe a faster bait just to see if you can get that same fish you know is there to directly react. I, I, I see what you're saying, Steve. <clears throat> Definitely see what you're saying. Just at the place that we're fishing, there's thousands of muskies down there. <laughs> yeah. And now it's but just a matter of only if it's open. Only if I yeah. said, "Okay, we're going out and fishing the structureless yeah. area of the lake." Oh, I forgot Would to I tell you, that? this was a lake you guys have never fished before. <laughs> Jeez, oh man! <laughs> well, I mean, I br- I brought that up, though. I brought that up. No, but this is the five thousand dollar billionaire that's dying. <laughs> okay, but I-, I brought that up. I'm I'm trying to explain that. Yeah. The live imaging, whatever that is, when I'm staring into the weeds and how close we get into our structure, which is weeds on all these lakes in here, 
it does yeah. not pick up what you're what you're thinking it's going to do. You're Correct. not going to see bush, bush, bush. Here comes Mister Open Mouth Muskie out with a big smile and thumbs up, and you catch the fish. It's not like that. If I'm right. in the open water, that's where the advantage is. When you're jigging right. and things of that nature, sure. and sure. finding that that active ball of bait and things like that, you have to be in the open water to see that stuff. Jigging important. Wet behind the ears. If you're trolling, you learn your dive curve as soon as you put it in the water. That's yeah. where it's important. Okay, you but guys that, are in Kin Zoo. I'm not saying I'm not saying <laughs> that you know Tom and I aren't bad guides because we're no, not going to no, no. get this technology and you know we're it's going to catch a, a you know we're leaving our clients in the dark because of it. It's not not how it no, is. No, no, if no. It's, and, and we're taking it from a guiding standpoint. If I was a fisherman. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe different. You know, but it's only in the open water for me, and it's only learning a dive curve, and that is it. That's where I'm ending it. Okay. Great technology, very interesting stuff. It's going to be everywhere. I enjoy it, yeah. but it's not for me right now. I'm not. It, it's not. It, it's not for me unless I was in a bowl, a fish bowl, <laughs> and I didn't know my dive curve. That's it. And the good news is, since none of us look for or work for Lawrence, we're really not trying to sell you. I just, I think, <laughs> yeah. and it's my interest too to see how you gauge because you're right, and I haven't tested it out yet. But obviously, weeds. If you're going thick weeds and these fish are coming up and you're fishing just above them, this thing's not going to do anything for you. It's just going to be a, a, a obstruction, another pole hanging off the side to catch a fish on. It's going to wrap around it. So there, yeah. But I'm thinking, hey, if it's on the boat, and you know, I'm probably not going to use it. Because most of my fishing is going to be in the weeds, and I, I don't do well there, and i got to go open water. Man, that toll's there. I guess that's why I'd always take that boat with whatever advantage has on it, whether I use it or not. So, Surely. And, and, yeah. and the stuff that you're seeing on these is coming from sucker fishing. Here comes a fish that's following this. Yeah. You're seeing it jigging, and you're seeing it for dive curves. Yeah, and, and, and that is really cool stuff. <laughs> Yeah, something that I wish I could do. You know, wish we could get those suckers over here and fish that way. But uh, yeah, it's technology that is going to become the norm. Yeah, definitely yeah. for sure. Okay, it's just it's it. That's it, what it is. I'm not against it by any means. I'm just saying where it's effective. Yeah, and that's it. I think it's very, very cool you have them. It would be neat to have it on Lake Erie. It is a struct, structureless millions of pounds of fish in that lake. Enjoy. Yep. But I am not well, going to be sticking a pole in the water with weeds that are three feet away from it. <laughs> saying, where's the mouse? Yeah. yeah, but <laughs> I hope I'm not doing that either. <laughs> but... But the good news is if I get a few trips out, which I probably won't happen, you know me, I'm going to experiment like crazy and just like, you know what I'm talking in the North up there. I'm just going to probably take this thing and just spend four hours trolling around and see what I can see with it just to see what it looks like. Cause that's sparse weeds. How does that look? Can I pick anything up? And you might be right. It's probably useless. Um, and like you said, Lake Erie has proven that I could see a lot with it, but it's wide open. You're fishing rocks and structures, hard bottom that gets a good return. Yeah. You see fish moving to clear as day. It's not a soft bottom, which I don't know how that's going to work. Maybe it's going to be a uh, – who knows? Yeah, there's so many unknowns just because it's new to me even. Um, and and like I said, I, I think there's pros and cons, and I described them. And, 
and part of me is like, am I removing the joy of fishing? But the other part of me is like, man, I love looking at a screen. I do it all day at a computer. I, I feel yeah. comfortable looking it's at it. So. Take me, your yeah. man's going to take me a long time to take somebody on a charter and be like, okay, let's sit here. Yeah, don't cast. Camera. We don't see a fish. Don't 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 cast right now. Yeah. <laughs> For me to get the confidence to say, okay, now jump up front and take a cast. Yeah, right. You know why? Like, why that's, that's gonna take a long. Oh yeah. <clears throat> when is uh? Yeah, we go broke, but um, <laughs> like I didn't. I went on the charter. I literally. I didn't take a cast and we didn't troll or anything like that all day. <laughs> we just sat there and looked at this screen. Look at the screen. Even the thing that Greg told you about, uh, and I know he did that and in that uh, seminar he did, like the guy took eight casts and took five fish or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. How can you? I, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Todd. There's been many times where I've taken three casts in the day and a guide trip and caught three fish yeah. <laughs> for demos. Like they're yeah, in here. Yeah. Watch. Here, watch. You know, I'm gonna show you how you to know. do this. Oh, there's one. But you know that 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 stuff happens. But <laughs> it's. Uh, I, I'm I'm wondering why this is so. Uh, it, it, has it branched into saltwater? Hmm, that's a good. I mean, there, so there is saltwater settings, so I suspect mm-hmm. it, it it can be used in it. Um, but I, you know, all the videos you see are like freshwater guys, so I, I don't know. I don't know if it's really caught on or, or what. I don't know. I mean, it would be something if you were you were going for those, you know, some type of trophy out there in, in the saltwater. I could see it excelling greatly in ice fishing. Um, oh yeah, most of the videos yeah. are ice fishing. I mean, because the, the one guy even drilled a hole, stuck this in, put it in forward mode, and said, "Oh crud!" The whole school sixty feet that way, paced yeah. out sixty feet, drilled a hole, and so down imaging, and it's just a ton of bluegills or perch or whatever. He, was, he said, "I've never been able to do that before." So I ice think, fishing has a huge value, I think. Yeah, and yeah. and still, muskie is is way apart from those common species yeah oh yeah and again that's why i think it's in where it shines is open water jigging depth curve yeah no I, and i i tend to agree like i said i haven't looked in weeds with it um but i'm, I'm surely going to try so i'm sure i can report back on my failures because that's what's going to happen with this We'll give you a couple waypoints. Uh, you know, we're missing lures. I have a couple nets I need. <laughs> Let me know if you find them. <laughs> you can find all kinds of advanced stuff. <laughs> pride. You'll see my pride down there sometimes. <laughs> Let's see if that shows up on it. <laughs> I think it's neat. I think it's incredible stuff. It's it's it's, it's mm-hmm. where it's trending, but still, it's musky fishing is just. It's on another level with that, with that stuff. So, uh, you know, see where it goes. Yeah. We'll all have it one day. Definitely. Well, anything else? You're going to need it though. You're going to need it if you're only, if you're only fishing a couple of days. 
But I, I will say this. It. My, my parting, uh, I guess, advice to anybody who's listening and thinking, oh, man, I, I want to give this a try. There's a level of um, commitment because of the fact that now I got this pull that I deploy and it's another obstruction. You know, so it, there's a lot of thought into that, too, because I keep thinking, man, I got to deploy this dumb pole again. So there's a little of that because if it's not deployed, it's somewhere in your way. Mm. And I, the alternative is to put it on your trolling motor, but then you're limited to what it can do based on where you're trolling. Otherwise, you know, if you're fishing perpendicular, which I like to do, if you have two people casting, you can't always cast to the front of the boat. So there's mm-hmm. elements of that that, you know, if you make that commitment, be prepared for the extra um, hassle it brings and you know me because of my gear I'm, I'm all in I'll take the extra hassle just for the novelty of it but um, yeah it's it's definitely uh, changes how you approach fishing and I'm not quite sure if it's good I like I said there's some a value to it but also losing that hey I just want to be out here and I'm away from work I don't want to look at a screen or answer a phone and, and spend the whole time looking at a screen so there's a little of uh, that that uh, you know, you might want to consider because these things are expensive and it's a lot of investment to put into it. Unless you have a million gift cards like I had, but still. <laughs> so It's fun to check it out, look at it, and uh, still go fish when you get to go. Yep. That's the thing. That's I mean, it, would be, it certainly would pass the time on a guide trip. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at it. Playing video I can't handle another. I, I can't handle another another screen. Yeah, you have to be personable out, out there, and so, you know. But I'm I'm not saying it's a bad thing or anything. I'm not I'm not against it at all. Yeah. I, I've heard people that are like 110 percent against it. Like this guy just started crappy fishing. We've been doing it for 25 years. He moved in on our spot and blah blah blah. I'm just pointing out how it's still not the holy grail for musky fishing. There's a couple right. places that it excels and there's nothing negative about that. So. Yep. All right. We'll end this here. Big thanks to Fatty Z Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Vix Marine, Ranger Boats, and aqua traction and with that i don't i didn't think we have any more tournaments to announce we didn't do it in the beginning because they're going to happen in the next week or so um so with that everyone good luck fishing thanks for listening